If you've been at Northside for any length of time in 2022, as a member or even as a frequent guest, uh, you know and understand this picture. We've been on this theme of one another for most of 2022, and we'll continue uh, to preach about the one another verses and learn about those a little bit. Well, I was thinking about trying to put together a theme for the year, and I'd settled on this two-word but one-idea theme of one another. Uh, Then I had to come up with a visual for it. And I went through different ones and talked with the elders back forth, and we finally settled on this one, and I really am glad that we did. I love this picture. I love trying to imagine, although I'm sure it was posed and staged and all that, trying to imagine uh, who those people are what their story is, where they come from, what God is doing in their life. What's powerful to me about the picture is a couple things. Number one, you can't tell who they are. You can't see their face. Uh, You don't see any individuals specifically. Oh, you can tell there's a diverse group, got old and young, white and black and male and female, Uh, But all of them are one. All of them are as one, unified, which is what I think the Lord's people should be. More than the picture, what I really love is the posture of these people in the picture. Uh, No matter what their story is, no matter who they are, no matter where they've come from, no matter where they're going, all their heads are bound together. They are linked together almost inseparably, and they are all, I will take it, as they are praying together. That's what we're talking about today in our One Another series. We're going to talk about what it means to pray for one another. Uh, guys, you might have to advance the slide for me. I'm not, it's not responding here. We clearly can see in this picture the posture of God's people. Um, And I think we not just see that picture in the picture, but we also see the picture in Scripture. And so while they're working on the, the PowerPoint, I want you guys to open your Bibles, which will be more helpful anyway. Open to the book of Acts. Book of Acts What we see in this church history book, written by the good Dr. Luke, as, a, as an account written to Theophilus, what we very clearly see from chapter 1 through almost the rest of the book, uh, if you don't know where Acts is, turn to page 1166. Uh, what we see is that the early church was devoted to prayer. Acts chapter 1, verse 14, if you're in Acts chapter 1, Luke says, All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer. Go ahead one chapter, or, uh, to the end of the chapter 1 and verse 24. Luke records, as they were trying to decide on which apostle to replace Judas, It says they prayed, 
They're, they're faced with this big decision, and they don't have Jesus right there with them to, to, to make the pick. So this is a big or, ordeal. This is a big... They, they want to get this one right. And it says, they prayed and they said, Lord, you know the hearts of all. Show which one of these two you have chosen. Go over to Acts chapter 2. A description of the day of Pentecost and the Lord's people. And you'll find a description which is not unlike, hopefully, what you experienced here in the few minutes before we began worship. They devoted themselves, this is verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, the breaking of bread, and the prayers. Go to chapter 3, the beginning. Peter and John, uh, and Luke starts out describing, before they do this amazing miracle, it says, Now Peter and John were going to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. They they were going to pray. Turn to Acts chapter 6, the verses is on your screen, Acts chapter 6, verse 4. Uh, here, the church is beginning to choose seven who can serve the widows uh, to deal with this problem so that they can devote themselves. What does it say in verse 4? We will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. So so we see very quickly, and, I, and I, that is, is the tip of the iceberg in terms of the picture of the early church. But here is the clear picture that Luke gives us unequivocally. You can read through Acts, and some, sometimes you can get lost in the details. Some things can get a little bit confusing. But there is no doubting this. The church was a praying people. They prayed individually. They prayed collectively. They prayed as one. It wasn't that that was just something they did. Luke describes it in such a way that they were devoted to it. And so as I read those scriptures, which you have just read, and I read some others, a question occurred to me about this group, this church. And it was this. What made them that way? What, what was it that caused them to be a prayerful people? Were they more dedicated? In a world where we have so many priorities and so many things at odds and we're busy people, and sometimes you will even maybe say yourself or hear someone else say, I feel like I'm so busy, I just haven't prayed. Are they different than us? Were they more dedicated than us? Perhaps they were more disciplined than us. They, they, they just had that willpower. They were spiritually more mature. Were they more determined than us? Were they more focused? What is the difference? What is this fundamental difference between this church I read about in the book of Acts as a prayerful people? And sometimes what I feel like or I think might be missing. It's not that we don't pray. 
But as you read the book of Acts, you can't help but say, they pray differently. I think it was this. You can argue with me if you like, and maybe you have your own hypothesis, but here's what I think it was. I think they were devoted more to prayer because they depended more on God. For the early church, as I view it as this this group of, of hundreds and then thousands, a group that was began in Jerusalem and then was scattered abroad, a, a group that was kind of a ragtag collection of people from all different walks of life. As we see the book of Acts progressing, we see Jew and Gentile, we see male and female, we see all of these different people, and yet they continually... Pray. They devoted themselves to prayer. It was the first thing. It was reflexive. It was, it was the, 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 the natural response when anything, good or bad or ugly, happened. Their reflexive, instinctive posture was this. Not necessarily physical. I don't know. The scripture doesn't always describe the physical posture of their prayer. But, but, but by this, I mean the posture of their heart, of their spirit, of their mind. Paul writes this to the church at Thessalonica. He says in Second Thessalonians, I'm sorry, First Thessalonians 5.17, at the end of this letter, he writes some, I'll just say some, some, some kind of final instructions. Don't forget this and do that and don't, don't you know. Um, the, the really important things. You ever go on a trip and getting ready to leave is almost more stressful than actually leaving? Because you have all of these things that need to be done. You got to make sure this is taken care of and, and somebody takes care of the dog and, and somebody looks after this and make sure the lawn gets mowed. And you you got, got all these things to, take, to be taken care of to make sure that you do while you're away. That's kind of my picture of what Paul's doing here at the end of First Thessalonians. And, and he writes all of these instructions. And, and nestled in there is verse 16, 17, and 18. You know these verses. You've heard them. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. See, my view is sometimes... If I'm really honest, my approach toward prayer is an optional one. I, I need to plan, I need to prepare, I need to get things ready, and if I've got everything worked out, I say a quick prayer and ask the Lord to bless it. But the New Testament church, these people were very different. They were 180 degrees different. They were, we've got a problem, we've got a praise, we've got a, we've got a situation, we've got to pray it up. What are we going to do? What's our strategic plan? What's our vision? No, they didn't worry about any of that, or at least so far as we know from Scripture. They prayed. And the Apostle Paul says to these young churches, in the, in the, in the lasting instructions, don't give up praying. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop. Don't give up. 
This is the call of a people who needed prayer because they needed God. They knew that prayer was the connection between themselves and the Lord. Now, what I'm about to say is controversial if you don't hear it in its fullness. So if you're not listening, go ahead and look up. Man, a lot of people not listening this morning. I want you to look up. I want you to hear this. Prayer does not have power. It's the one to whom we pray who has the power. Prayer is simply the connection. Prayer is not this magical recitation of words. And sometimes you hear this and you know that that a biblical perspective on prayer is being overshadowed by a worldly perspective on prayer when you hear something like this. Hey, y'all, I could use some good thoughts. Send some good vibes my way in a sort of new agey. As if to say that there's something magic about the prayer. No, not at all. (laughs) The power is in the one to whom we pray. That's really important for us to know. The early church prayed to God because they had no power. Because they were a weak people. People didn't know this this wasn't like what we think of when we think of church. We get that. Christians was a new idea back in the first century. And so this new, struggling, fledgling group of people aiming to give glory to God, to be called out from the world... They don't have any power. (laughs) But what they do have is a connection line to the one who has the power. It wasn't them sending out good thoughts. It wasn't them sending out good vibes. It was his people humbling themselves before the one who had all the power. Understand that? That devotion to prayer comes from their dependence, not on themselves, but on God. That's why we're told to give thanks in all circumstances, to pray without ceasing that this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. They depended on God every day. They needed Him every day. And, even more than that, they had nothing without Him. So there's a lesson for all of us from all of this, and it's this. To improve our devotion in prayer, there's no magical formula to it. I mean, we, we could have you know, special prayer service. I could have, I, I, we could do special prayer classes. We could have special studies on prayer. But here's the key to it in my view. If your prayer life is not what it should be in your mind, if you, if you do not see yourself praying as first Christians prayed, if you don't see yourself praying as the first apostles prayed, then I think the solution comes not from yourself, but rather to increase your dependency on God. James chapter 5, turn there. James is a very practical book, gives us a lot of wisdom in a very uh, genuine, practical, real, Monday through Saturday kind of way. And he says this at the end of his letter. 
page 1294, if you don't know where James 5 is. He says, starting in verse 13, Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray for uh, pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. The Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another. Confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Now you say, well, wait, I thought you just said prayer didn't have power. Well, the, pr- the power, according to James, comes from the Lord. He's saying in verse 15. The prayer of faith will save the one who's sick. The Lord will raise him up. So, to, to improve our devotion, we've got to increase our dependence. We've got to be dependent, as uh, Paul would write in Ephesians 6, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep, uh, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. If we want to be better in prayer, we need to increase our dependence Upon the Lord God Almighty. So, then, let us keep on praying. Let us not give up praying, not just to God, but specifically for one another. May we be like Jesus and be devoted to prayer. May we be like the early church and be devoted to praying for one another faithfully. All right, so that's the message let me get to the practical part of this. Let me give you some what I call prayer work. Uh, it's not homework, it's prayer work. Because I think we can all learn and do better and grow in being a prayerful people. Um, first, I want you to pull out your handout. I want you to flip open to the first page where it says Family Matters. Two-thirds of that page is covered in names, I want you to just pick one. You got your one? I want to spend the next 30 seconds, and I want you to pray for that one specifically. All right? Let's pray together. All right, that's, that's practical prayer. You said there wasn't a lot of noise, there wasn't a lot of creativity there, there wasn't a lot, of, no, because the power's not with us, is it? I hope that you'll keep this, I hope you'll keep this in your bulletin, the prayer tree that Billy sends out, and, and every time you get one, you'll just stop. You're not so busy that you can't take 30 seconds. And pray for someone else. You can tell them, that's fine. 
The Scripture says that God sees what's done in secret. So there is no need to tell them, but if you want to, that's okay. It's encouraging. Number two, before you leave today, I want to challenge you. We're going to pray together. We prayed a lot during this service, but I, I want to challenge you to pray with one other person. When you get in the car as a family, when you get in the car, I want that conversation to be, who'd you pray with? Could be a guest, could be a longtime member, could be your prayer pal, could be a shepherd. I want you to find someone and pray with them. You prayed for them just a moment ago. I want you to pray with someone. Number three, I want to challenge every small group and every life stage class to devote themselves to prayer. Maybe have a class or a devotional time that's 100% focused on praying. Maybe not just praying for others, but praying specifically and asking for prayer requests for yourself. May we be a praying people in all the different ministries, but I'll challenge specifically our small groups and our classes to spend some devoted time in prayer. If you're not a part of a small group or a Bible class, I'll encourage you to join one. That's good for you, and and you need a community of people to pray with. And number four, at some point this week, I want you to humbly ask another Christian to pray for you. I know that a lot of times when we take prayer requests, we ask for prayer requests for other people. And that's okay. That's fine. But maybe one thing that would help draw us closer together is to say, you know, I've, I'm really struggling this week. It's been, a, it's been a hard couple of months. I could use your prayers. This is not an open invitation to a gossip session, by the way. Some Christians are like that. They they cover over their gossip by saying, we need to be praying for them. That's not the right thing to do. Prayer is intentional, purposeful, sincere, and devoted. And so I want to ask you to be intentional about asking another Christian specifically for prayers for you, and you can be as specific as that if you'd like. Okay, so you got four things. You've done one of them already. Pray for one other person. Number two, pray with someone before you leave today. Number three, be a prayerful, devoted, small group or class. And number four, ask another Christian to pray for you. Um, there's a guy at Northside who has drastically helped me be a better prayer in many ways, and he's prayed with so many of you. And so I thought it appropriate to ask Brother Justin Abraham to come. He's going to pray over us. He's going to pray that we might increase our dependence upon God. Now, you're used to me offering invitation all that, so let me give some instruction. After the prayer, Mark's going to sing the invitation song. If you need the prayers of our shepherd in a public way, head to the back during that song. You need to, be, to put on Christ in baptism If you need to begin your walk with Christ, you can begin that today. We'll be glad to help you with that. So Justin's brothers is going to lead us in prayer, and then we'll sing the invitation song during that song. If you have a public need, please head to the back. Uh, Justin.
If you're comfortable grabbing the person's hand beside you, let's go ahead and do that because uh, we're all family. So let us pray. Father, it's been great to be here. It's been great to be with family. But Father, you know we all have different issues in our life. And sometimes we forget to depend on you. So Father, help us to really focus through our journeys that we need to talk to you We need to have prayer time with you, and Father, help us to really pray. Father, we're thankful that we can talk to you. We're thankful that we can talk about our issues in our life. And Father, we know that you are in our corner. And Father, I'm so thankful for everybody that's here today. And Father, it's difficult to share with different people because we don't want to tell them what happened And Father, we all are about the same because when we walk through that door out there coming into worship or class, we put up a shield. Father, help us to be better to be able to let loose. Help us to be able to share with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And Father, help us to set a time where we pray daily because we know that in Matthew 6, 33, it says to seek ye first. So help each one of us to do that. Father, thank you for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for our brother Toby for sharing about depending on prayer to you. And Father, we do know that you are in our corner daily. And you do carry us through the difficult times. And you do hold us tight. So Father, as we go through our journeys through the next week, help us to think about people that need your prayers, that are hurting, that have physical needs. And Father, be it the ones that need encouragement, And Father, help us just be better prayer warriors. We love you very much, Father, and help us always depend on you. In Jesus' name, amen.